right, everybody, it's been a long time since I've put out another re-education podcast, and today it's going to be a solo episode. I've had a lot of guests lately, and honestly, the feedback's been fantastic. So thank you for everybody being up, be a part of the show. Uh, but, but today, I realized it's time to kind of put my own voice out there a little bit more often. And I've been getting the honor recently to, to get up on a few stages and to share some of my truth and the things that have worked for us within uh, Redline Real Estate. Uh, for those you don't know, here listening to the Reeducation Experience podcast for the last couple of years, uh, Redline Real Estate Group was our independent brokerage and we were a consumer award winning brand in our local market of Calgary, Alberta. Uh, when we made the transition over to Real Broker, we, uh, we had to look deep within ourselves. We had to decide what we wanted to be, who we wanted to be and what we wanted to take with us. And the reason I want to put this uh, podcast episode out, 10, 12 minutes, give or take, is because I just had the opportunity to speak at RISE, at our annual conference, uh, on a panel called Team Building Mastery. And on this panel, there was guys doing hundreds of millions of dollars of volume. Uh, And uh, I don't run uh, a quote-unquote sales team right now. We run what's called a marketing group. The marketing group for us is a a way to lean into what we used to do at Redline Real Estate when we were all on our own independent brokerage. The marketing group we have now is is a unicorn in the industry. Uh, We just got lucky enough to win the number one group in Canada for volume, for units sold, and for commissions. And um, it's a huge honor for us. But there's some things that when I look deep into how this was pulled off with so many agents in this business, which is an independent contractor business, um, there's a few things that, that stand out. And since that conference, I've been getting calls after calls after calls about learning about how our model pulled off. And, and I think why it's relevant is because owning and creating a real estate team is difficult. Many of us who have done this for years and been successful understand the journey that it takes to go through. You don't know what you don't know stepping into the team world. And oftentimes there's, there's these valleys. Hermosi speaks about these valleys of despair where you know, you're leaning on your team, you're supporting on the team, and you need the team to produce, to provide income, to at least cover the cost of the team, which for most even mid to mega team sizes, that's a hard thing to do. Where the team leader is left, if they want to earn an income, they have to continue selling. So you end up with more responsibility, more people that's leaning on you, more expectations, and oftentimes less profit until you can surmount these molehills. You can get over these humps and push to the next level. Well, I've built something different, and I thought I'd share kind of three steps on what I feel can build an incredible team where it can be sustainable and it provides agents a place to not only stay for the minute, but stay for their career. I wake up every day to say, how can I further support my agents? Not how does my team brand or my brand become bigger? So here you on the screen, you see this was a a little slide deck that uh, we went through. Uh, in a packed room with standing room only that uh, I think a couple hundred people tried to get in and couldn't. So I thought it'd be a great time to talk about this. Okay, welcome to the Reeducation Show. It's just me today and let's dive into this. So 
All right. Like I said, there's going to be three things that I want to walk you through that I believe will be valuable and tangible out of this podcast. If you're listening to this on audio, you may want to flip over to my YouTube channel, just a basic channel, and I will have the slides up there for you so you can take a peek. Of course, if you ever want to reach out to me, just ping me in any of the ways, shapes, or form, and I'd love to set up a conversation with you. If you do go onto my Instagram, you'll see on my link tree there, there's a there's an opportunity to book a free uh, coaching call. And if you just want to talk about team building or you just need some support uh, in how to grow one, please just let me know. I'd be loving uh, the opportunity. So let's go. It's simple as one, two, three. Number one. Number one strategy in how I believe we've been insanely successful, we have over 80 agents right now running in my marketing group. And we're getting inquiries at least by the day. It's very likely that group gets over 100 agents, which if you look across North America, there's virtually nobody that has 100 agents running a collective brand, not a brokerage band, but a team size brand. And that's why I say it's a bit of a unicorn. And it's not me. It's because we built a solution like this. And number one is alignment. Alignment to me is how do you connect the independent contractor, your agent, who when they're out there trying to earn income, and they're reaching out to their databases, they're running their own business, they're at open houses, they are their own brand. The me as an agent is the most important thing because you're putting food on the table. It's your name. It's your face on pretty much most marketing efforts. And we have to realize this as team leaders. The me is incredibly important. You cannot stifle that. You cannot shackle that. You have to allow the me to come out. And it sounds simple, but most team leaders struggle with this because of whether ego or hierarchy or my way. I've always gone the other way. The me, that agent, has to feel a direct alignment with the we. And the we is the team name. In my case, Redline Real Estate Group, a real broker partner. Okay? Redline Real Estate Group, for them, has to feel like it's theirs. It has to feel like they're a part of it. And that we is bringing benefit and they feel a direct alignment direct alignment means when the, the when the we do things i can feel excited as the me when the we puts out things me as the agent wants to utilize it to my advantage and it's not just you know specifically taking this or that when the me and the we align and you as a team leader figure this out, how to create that alignment so one doesn't become bigger than the other, good things start to happen. Why? I've been able to scale culture. Now, the other level to this, as I said, we're a real broker partner. Whether you're not a real broker, whether you're at another traditional brand, um, there's a brand there. And I've seen this over the years where the me and the we might align, but then there's a disconnect to the greater we, which is the brand itself. The, the license place where you've put your licenses, if you can build connectivity between that brand, your team, and then your team and the solo agents that are part of your journey with you, that three-factor, tri-factor is incredibly powerful. So when, in our case, when Real Broker puts something out, 
The connectivity to the team is embraced by our marketing. We place things out there and we put them in the forefront so their agents can get excited and share it as well. That three-pronged stool has to work. And when it does, things go well. And this is what I thought. Congruency, the alignment between those three levels, equals the culture. When you have a strong culture, and I've been able to scale mine, luckily, to 80-plus agents, independent contractors, not on a team, all on this marketing brand that we're sharing together. It's because we've worked so hard to create the congruency between the amazing agent, their, their stars, what they're pulling off, what the team is doing as a collective and they feel the connection, and then what the brand is doing all together. And that trifecta is what will create that culture that is very sticky for you. Stickiness is good for you as a team leader because they stay. Stickiness is great for the team agent because they don't want to go somewhere. They want a place where all of that aligns. And that's what I wanted to share with you is first. Now, how do you do that though, right? So we work really, have take this, take, you know, the three prong for this on the how is elevate your agents. When you elevate the agents, you make them the star of your brand. It creates adoption. Agents, we all have our own egos. We want our faces out there. We, we want our stories represented. We, we need that or else we'll find the disconnect and we'll step aside. So by elevating the agent, in this case, we do a lot within our own testimonials. We elevate them. We spend money to have our agents have professional headshots. We do that and we make sure that there's an alignment between how the styles work, right? And if the styles are different, then we edit the photography so that the saturation and the color schemes match because then there's an alignment between the we, the team, and the agent themselves, Right? In this case on the slide, if you're watching, you'll see that there's just different ways for which we've done it. What happens then, I put a slide here where you see all the agents who are tagging and sharing. Tagging and sharing. If you're elevating the agents and there's, a, there's an alignment between agent and brand, then they're going to be very, very open to sharing that and using their own social capital with your collective brand and sharing that forward because there's an alignment between we and we, we and me, right? When you do this and you create adoption, this is the beautiful part of scale and team, the strength and numbers concept that I teach so often is this builds brands for everybody, right? It compounds with every testimonial, every reshare, each agent's success, every element that you can take where there's an alignment between me, the agents, my success, our successes, and then the brokerage's success. And if you can find a way that in your graphic design, in your storytelling, that that story is what gets pushed out, you will see the trifecta. You will see the agents adopt the team branding as their own. And they will also do it when there's stuff that comes down the pipeline from your brokerage. It's that congruency that builds the culture that allows the compounding efforts, in my case, of 80 agents doing this, blows up this brand locally as a consumer-facing entity to help them drive sales business. This is not about Darren who founded Redline. This is about all of the agents who feel like Redline is theirs. And that's something I'm so passionate about. And when I speak with my marketing director every single week, we talk about adoption, adoption of our stuff. And if it's pretty, but nobody uses it, 
It's irrelevant. It doesn't help the team. If it's pretty and the agents love it and you see them share it like crazy, we're on to something. And it's those things that I would suggest you work with. So that's number one, alignment. All right, number two. Again, this is important for team leaders and guys like myself doing marketing groups. This concept as a group that we're fostering opportunities, not just leads. See, back in my team-based days, if the first thing an agent asked when they sat down for a discovery session with me was, what are you doing for me in regards to lead generation? I would literally walk them out the door because it was always the last rung on the ladder that of importance. So I learned this early on, and a lot of team leaders would be coached that way from their professional coaches, but it's about opportunities. We want, as a group, that our one piece of success to be the launch pad for multiple pieces of success. And if you're a team leader, this is where high profit starts to come and less cost to keep growing and scaling production. One equals two plus mindset, right? One piece of business that one of the people on the team does. I would suggest that you work the workflow with your team and your administration and the daily practices to embrace one success must create more than one. The one equals two plus mindset. And how you do that is by fostering the opportunities coming from the active business that we're representing, the buyers, the buy now buyers, the sellers, the sell now sellers, and even the leads for future. Now let me unpack this. I use this term called avalanche. It's this avalanche concept is that when one thing happens, we want an internal workflow an internal communication channel that allows all of that information to get shared with the rest. Because if I have a buyer for X area and I'm on the MLS, which is right now is very low on inventory, no matter where you are in North America listening to this. If I have a buyer, you need to be communicating that to your team. There has to be forced communication into the workflow. You can do this with your administration. You can do this with, with tools, with many of you running incredibly sophisticated tools. Um, but it needs to happen. It needs to be part of the culture that when we have one piece of business, let's use it to, as the linchpin for more. Part of your workflow, part of your culture, not just leads, right? You already have an opportunity in for you. If I've just sold a home in an X community, the workflow needs to embrace this as a, we just sold this, and who is going to go monetize this and avalanche it to create more? One equals two plus. As a team leader, if you can embrace that opportunity and build the workflow and the systems and the coaching and the scripting around this stuff, right? the marketing assets that come from it, you're going to drive incredible high profit. You're also going to have incredibly happy agents because you're shaking out more warm-based leads relevant, timely, geographically located leads, not just a bunch of online leads that need 14 months to nurture. And you just got to hope and pray they're going to handle that. So how, right? The how is again, it's the individual success. Find ways within your workflow to ensure that everybody knows about it and that graphics are created. In our case, we create sold graphics that remove the agent's headshot so that anybody feels like they can take it and share it. We make active listing posts so that the agent can use it for their own purposes that listed it, 
but then they authorize the group to, to, to share this forward without their own headshot and their contact information because, again, the we is greater than the me. So in this case, this sold listing, right, if you look on the screen, we had asked, um, we had created the opportunity to one of the agents that runs a, a partnership to say, we need to find a home in this area because we have a buyer. And guess what? You're seeing on the screen a video from one of those agents who was out there when it was still sunny. It's got snow on the ground now about that they were hitting and canvassing a specific area for, in this case, my own buyer. I wasn't going out there. I wasn't looking for more business there, but I knew I had a client that needed to buy in this area. So I went through my group. I know where everybody wants to trade and I put messages out to these people and off they went. Not a lead, they took the opportunity and they drove conversations, CMAs, etc. On the screen here, you'll also see this was a text back from another buyer uh, that I'd put out to one of our junior agents to say, use mine, I have a buyer for these areas. And she brought back seven different people she had met that were willing to do an off-market sell. To me, it's that's the stickiness, that's the culture. That's not just leads where somebody can just realize they can just go pay for a lead on their own and end up with a much better ROI than being on your team. Foster opportunities, foster workflow, foster the things. And again, this becomes a self-perpetuating machine for you, which creates higher profit, higher success rates, happier agents, and it compounds with each and every buyer deal, buyer lead, seller lead, seller deal. It compounds for each agent when it's done well. And then the strength of your brand, the strength of your team continues to go deeper and deeper every time you do this. So that's the number two. All right, number three is this, plain matchmaker. Plain matchmaker. Teams, marketing groups that again, don't just lead into lead creation. They work. Into, and we work hard to build an off-market list. If your team can build an off-market list from all of the people that you know the team or the group is connecting with, and they're learning that Johnny on X Street may sell next year for Y price, and they meet somebody in the open house and they say, I have a home to sell too. But what happens is, in the real estate industry, this is disjointed. These are secrets that nobody knows about period. But if you can foster this within your team to play matchmaker and to ensure everybody's conversations are bringing them back to a funnel, to a place that can be searched, and then you can start the conversations between each other. You guys can make happy clients. You can make business out of thin air. Again, in this low inventory market, if you coach and create the workflows to have your agents leaning into this concept that every lead needs to come back to a central hub, that you can play matchmaker, you can connect the dots, you can strike a value-based conversation among your agents to your sellers, your would-be sellers, your buyers, your later buyers, all of these people, if there is a location, whether it's a spreadsheet, Airtable, you know, many of the websites have these idea of best fit leads where you can do this and share that with each other. You can create unprecedented value for the team. This builds why teams can pull stuff together despite the market slowing down. 
There was a moment in time when our off-market list within our group was about 20% of the size of our MLS. That was when we had way more inventory years ago. Now, if you're listening to this, you're in a low inventory market somewhere. If your team did this well and you created this workflow, there's a very good chance you're going to build an insanely valuable proposition to offer to would-be buyers and would-be sellers because the team has brought all of these potential off-market sellers into one place that then your team can play matchmaker. So I want you to fall in love with with this idea, right? Because then you can make the systems that work for you. Your admin can be a part of it if you've run in a strong administration group and you're you're trying to pull out this information from all the agents that are out there connecting with people. Your follow-up, your email newsletters, the reminders you can create, all of these long-term value touch points can be centered around a piece of value, which is this off-market and growing list, right? If you do this, it can become not just a nice tool to talk about, but it becomes a massive part of their future income. So how do you do this, right? You just have to force the habit. You have to force the habit of building this constantly, right? You have to be putting out things to say, I have somebody, I have a listing, uh, and I'm trying to, if someone's looking to build listings in this area, I would suggest take this opportunity and go run with it, right? This is where pocket listings, there's, we have a group inside of our workplace where we share pocket listings that are there. And the goal isn't always to connect the dots and create the sale. Sometimes you're just working with a lead that you're struggling with. And if you can bring a secret to them, that might be all you need to spur a great conversation with somebody that's been a long time since you've found a way to bring them value because the market hasn't brought you anything, right? Investment opportunities. This niche, if you're playing into the off markets, is incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful. In our case, we connect with our own property management company. We have hundreds of doors that at any given point we could reach into to see if the sellers are considering selling and we know they're cash flowing, they know they're rented well, And it builds this opportunity for us as investor-focused agents to go and connect the dots, to play matchmaker, right? When you do this, you, you just perk up the group because everybody's sharing secrets, secrets that the market doesn't know, secrets that only your team has. And then again, like I said, here on the slide, you can upgrade your conversations with your leads when you're bringing them a potential match, a potential match. You gotta hear that again. It doesn't need to be a perfect match. If I'm a seller and I told you I would be willing to sell for 700 if you can bring me a buyer, I don't want to go to the open market right now, but hey, Johnny, yes, if you brought a person, I would be open to the showing. Well, guess what? Two months later, you follow up to say, hey, Johnny, it's Darren here. I connected internally with one of my group. Um, One of our agents is interested in uh, bringing a buyer through. Would you still be open to this? And guess what? That person is now seeing you, not spamming them, but bringing them value. And even if it doesn't match up, both the buyer's agent did something really special for his agent, for his client, and you as a would-be future seller client for this this off-market also brings value, which other agents aren't doing. And again, this compounds with each lead, with each conversation, through all of your team members. And this builds an unprecedented set of value that 
you know what? If you're running a team properly, nobody can keep, keep, keep up with this. So those are, if I think about, if I was restarting a team or I was going to be coaching teams, which I do, is I lean in on those three practices. These can supercharge your team's value and the retention. The retention of your team as a team leader is fantastic. You need to be thinking retention. But again, it's retention authentically because there's value there. Anyways, I'm incredibly passionate about team building. I've learned a lot over the last 17 years doing it. Um, now being the number one team in Real Broker in Canada, it's incredibly validating and there's a strong culture behind it. And I think these three things, as you're listening to this podcast, um, can be leaned into in your business. Um, I've got this internal coin phrase that I, that I share. It's called this concept of the team profit rocket. And, and I think it's, it starts with these three things. Now, of course, there's lots of work involved in creating these in your business. Every one of you listening is at a different place. Again, I'll just put it out there. If you want some support on this, if you feel this resonates with what your group needs, I'd love the opportunity to, to again, do that free coaching call with you and to see if maybe we're a good fit for each other uh, to help grow and blow up your business. Anyways, this has been another Re-Education Experience podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this solo episode. Um, just stay tuned for things. There's lots of fun stuff coming that I'm going to be rolling out in the new year. And again, if this could be helpful to somebody you know in the business, please share it forward. Drop it a heart. Give us a review so more people can uh, can listen in. So anyways, I'm apologizing because I said this would be 10, 12 minutes, and I have a feeling it was closer to 30. Anyways, have a great day, guys.